Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally the captain as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Hello Glastonbury! <laughs> Which was about, what, two weeks ago now? <laughs> well, we're here now, aren't we? Oh yeah, we're, we're live. Live from uh, Glastonbury. In the back of... Yeah, that's the crowd. Keep it down. Keep yeah, it down. We're, um, we're at a remote stage in Rochester. <laughs> Trying to dial in. Some some reason, I mean, they, they gave us a Zoom code. It doesn't seem to work. No, I don't know why. I'm not sure why. It was called Moose Code. Yeah. Zoom backwards, ordered it off Wish. <laughs> but no, how's you, how are you going, man? You've just had a physio session which have, from a health update. Yeah, my, my leg is improving. Good. Um, I've been... I'm just gonna say, oh, discharged. I guess yes, is the right word. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm feeling good. It's quite nice. It's Friday. Yeah. And it's it is. Yeah. It's the opening day of Glastonbury when we yeah. record this. You're probably going to hear a little bit later. So we'll probably have a bit of a reflection on on our favourite Glastonbury performers. Um, you know, maybe in a, in a, in the next show or something like that yeah. because it does have an impact for. It's on iPlayer for like two three months, isn't it? So right. I end up finding I watch a lot of it after. Yeah. Um, but we're going to watch the coverage tonight with the we girls, are. aren't we? Yep. We're going to have a barbecue and try and feel like we're there. Yep. Although I do feel the next couple of years we could just have to go. So essentially, I just don't flush the loo, yeah? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'll um, go to the loo outside. Well, I'm actually ordering the port cabin. Port cabin? <laughs> what is it? Oh, the port loo. <laughs> <laughs> just airlifting in a port cabin. I brought, a, I brought a tent in for us to sit outside, <laughs> campfire. But no. Um, I'm going to throw like a. Uh, Glass of liquid substance over everyone. Yeah, that's been a plastic bottle or a glass bottle. But oh, yeah, should yeah. I bring the plastic cups around? Yeah, it? do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yucca V. But no, so we. Um, I didn't ask how you were. No, I'm, I'm oh, good, yeah. mate. Oh, cool. good. Right, so uh, <laughs> I'm good. Plodding along, I'd say this week. Yeah. It's been busy, it's hot. I feel like I'm sweating every single day. Mm. Um, but other than that, mate, it is it is actually good. Yeah. Um, it's been a good time. Well, anyway, we had a joint challenge, didn't we, on the last pod? We did. We did. And we've uh, shared a picture of our stroll. Yeah. Uh, I didn't share a picture of my hand. No. From the stroll. You didn't because you got bitten. I got bitten. I think it's about six bites individually on one. What did hand. I think about your hand? What have you been dipping it in? I know. <laughs> I don't know. But it did yeah. look like a cartoon, like it, swelling. It really didn't was. It? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's proper swelling. It's you had fine. a baddie. I did have a baddie. But no, our um, our trig point is still there. It is. Yeah. But it's also surrounded by Christmas trees. I know. Well, I I put on Instagram that I think I think we should we should get our own captain and cup ball. Yeah. We should put them on every single one of those trees. What a place to advertise! One of those remote parts <laughs> yeah. of Rogerstone. We've been on about getting stickers for ages because we travel quite a bit with work. But no, yeah. we're going to go for baubles. They're yeah. going to be more expensive, and no one's going to see them except for people who maybe go out there to drink and smoke so substances. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we don't, don't do that no. part. But, yeah, <laughs> but look, speaking of that, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do a pod today. Uh, Are we? Another, oh, oh god, is this what it is? Another traditional one. Um, a big one for us. Yeah. We waited for the time to be right. Mm, number said, 90. Number 90. So it felt right to bring a big person in for number 90. And this has been requested. So I'm looking at people like Guy and Robbie and Charlotte, people who've messaged us through the pod to say that this one they wanted to hear about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So shall we go and have a chat about this particular? What yeah. Do yeah, why not?
We're jamming, 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 we're jamming. We hope you like jamming too. Now, I'm in a good mood today. You are? Yeah, I'm in a very, very yeah. good mood. I'm really happy to be doing um, to be doing this particular pod today. Mm. But this cultural icon, probably mm. from the 20th century, um, and someone whose impact and the, and the lasting legacy we'll, we'll talk through, but probably transcended music a little bit. Um, to some people seen as almost like a shamanic figure, um, to other people, you know, almost like a, a, a biblical style, yeah. you know, fixture and, and played such an important role in a lot of people's lives from all cultural backgrounds, I would say. Mm. Um, so we're talking about Nestor Robert Marley, um, who had his name changed by his mum to Robert Nestor Marley after it was indicated that Nestor sounded too feminine. Um, and he was born in the, on the 6th of February 1945. Now, it's disputed that because they can't okay. find his birth certificate. Yeah. Um, so that's led to some people's, you know, calling him a biblical figure, which some people who are close to him always say that he would have been embarrassed about. Um, but w- when we go through the reasons why, you can see why some people hold him up in such in such uh, esteem. But he was born at the farm of his maternal grandfather um, in Nine Mile, which is in a part of Jamaica, um, to Norval Sinclair Marley, who was a white man, mm. um, and Sadella Malcolm, who was a black woman. Um, his father was from uh, Crowborough, which is in England, um, and um, he claimed to have been a captain in the Royal Marines at the time of his marriage to Sadella, who was an Afro-Jamaican, 18 years old at the time. Um, but at that point, uh, Marley's father was employed as a plantation overseer. So again, there are links to plantations and to slavery. Um, and when a couple of documentaries I watched, it was almost like the white men would come over, um, obviously be given a job such as plantation overseer, um, and would you know choose the young you know black women who worked in these places to um, you know to to father uh, to mother their children and things like that. It's pretty much though. The kind of thing that happened a lot then that he sort of disappears from uh from from bob's life um and his mum um you know sort of raised him his dad actually died in 1955 he's only 10 years old at the time but he had a he had a heart attack um so marley's mother then went to marry on to marry an american um and she had two children by the americans so he had half brothers then mm. bob um so that that's the link to america he spent some time living in america um in, in his in his youthful days um but then he moved back to jamaica because he wanted to focus on music so there's talk about him working in um radio plants doing night uh, plant, uh factory sorry plant night shifts and things but he wanted to pursue his his career in music but america had an impact because america had all the r&b and things like that coming through which influenced the the reggae sound um so he ended up forming a group with bunny whaler um and peter tosh obviously massive uh turned out to be a massive reggae star in himself um and they changed their name from the teenagers to the wailing rude boys the wailing whalers and then they just became the whalers and then there's a lot of iterations things change over the years but i just wanted to give a little bit of in- insight into his background think the result of his father being white his mother being black meant he was um, called the time half caste which we now yeah. know is is, a, is not the correct term mm-hmm. but he referred to himself as half yeah. caste at the time um so he was almost too black for the white community too white for the black community which led to him being bullied as a youngster so he learned to become tough mm. um and he earned the nickname tough gong then because apparently he was quite a competent street fighter um so um that's why he was better known as in in his community but yeah just you know, where, where do we start? You know, is this, is, this is a big old person, yeah. isn't it? So I mean, a I, lot to cover. I think we had a bit of miscommunication because I, um, so I watched a film about a dog 
so I might have got a little Marley bit wrong. Sorry, so I, it might all be on you this time. Um, I don't. Well, I guess the thing for me, obviously, you know, I know you've got a lot of links or growing up and stuff. The thing for me was in I found interesting was the influence of he had on punk music yes. and vice versa. Yeah. Um, especially sort of spending as much time as he did in London. Yes. And just. It was weird, like, listening to one podcast, they said every morning he'd get up, he'd catch a bus and play football in the park. Yes, right, in like, Battersea Park or something yeah, like that, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. walking around and then Bob Marley's just there playing football. I know. Yeah, but, um, actually, but I don't think, yeah, we haven't done The Clash, have we? But, no, we haven't, we no, should, though, because yeah, I think so, it's the Newport. We've mentioned it, haven't we? Yeah, so we cited, yeah. sort of, basically, early Clash music, so he's got a single, I haven't listened to it yet, Punky Reggae Party. Yes. I was um, just playing when you walked in. Oh, was that it? Yeah, oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, he said that that literally influenced, um, was influenced by The Clash. Wow. Yeah. So he did that. And then he, in it, he sings about, um, interesting, Rastafarians being mistreated with impunity. And then the lyrics do give a shout out to The Clash, Toots and the Matals, um, and The Wailers That's as right. well. Yeah. But it's very, it's interesting when you have reggae and punk, because it's almost, they almost go with the same themes. They do very much so and Scar wasn't it was almost like the first time you started to see black people and white people working together wasn't mm-hmm. it do you know what I mean so you'd see bands that have people from different races yeah. um, and, and the message is generally uh, railing against the system you know um, Bob was brought up a Catholic um, but this is when he sort of come away from his mother's influence when he returned to Jamaica it was when he started following the Rastafarian beliefs in the 60s um, and the Rastafarians believed that Hail Selassie I, which you hear Bob Marley on a lot of his live albums, he would come out and um, praise Hail Selassie and normally kick off with Positive Vibrations, which is such a good good track, a great track. Um, they believed that he was a direct lineage um, mm. of, of his Christ returning, basically. Okay. Um, so that was their belief. They obviously forbid cutting their hair. Um, they're vegetarian mm. um, and they smoke marijuana. Yeah. You know, and they believe that smoking marijuana uh, reveals the truth to yourself, and they see as alcohol as as something of the of the devil. You know, and that's quite interesting, really. I mean, I've looked into it enough. Mm. The differences between you know the effects of alcohol and the effects of of marijuana. I think I suppose over in Jamaica they were smoking more pure grade, as they call it, green mm. the the stuff they grew out of the you know out of the ground, and that's why hemp, as they call it, was. You know something that they saw as, as provided by God as part of the land. They they believed in the medicinal um, purposes of it as well, um, and obviously with alcohol is 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 different effects in terms of the brain and and what that can do to people. And I think over here, obviously, when people smoke marijuana, mm. um, it's travelled a long way to get here. It's been yeah. mixed with all whatever, so that probably has a slightly different effect less to the pure, stuff. I guess, yeah, less really? pure. Yeah. But interesting, I was watching a documentary and a, a guy who worked, I think it was for Melody Maker at the time. Said they were in the they were in the studio and someone from another magazine came in to interview Bob yeah. in London, and he's as always he's always it's a bit like Winston Churchill with a cigar he's always seen with a, a you know a massive spliff basically, um, and this interviewer clearly hadn't done their research so they were doing a really poor interview, okay. um, and Bob apparently halfway through just said just have a you know tug on this basically mm. and passed it over to this guy and this guy thought oh this is cool I'm smoking with with Bob Marley yeah. and I can handle it. But it was pure grade Jamaican. So this guy just sort of shrunk within shrunk, himself, yeah. and just that was the interview over. So Bob, <laughs> rather than probably being unkind to the man, which wasn't yeah. his way, yeah. was like, "I'll just numb you with with, yeah. with this and and things." But 
Yeah, that, that's interesting, that link to Rastafarianism from Catholics. I think there's a lot of um, similarities, but they did believe in things like governments and stuff uh, mm. be, being illegal. You know, they yeah. believed that eventually black people, Rastafarians, would return to Africa um, and Ethiopia specifically. Um, and it's interesting that he picked that up away from his mother's influence because people mm. are influenced by their parents' beliefs, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but I've, I'm actually, I'm just looking at it. It's, um, it's something I've always found interesting sort of with Rastafarians. Um, so their view of Jesus, mm. and they don't like the traditional Christian view of Jesus no. because the Christian view of Jesus is white. Yes. And I always, I always struggle with that because yeah. he was in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah, like he he would be someone of mixed race or you know dual heritage or yes. whatever. But yeah. so that's yeah. I'm just reading into yeah. So they you know and obviously again then they see it as showing suppression. Yes, you know, and obviously suppression of the white Europeans. Yeah, on the black Africans. Yes. So yeah, it just it was interesting just coming up. But then also they uh, take the view almost that the Pope is Satan or the Antichrist. Yeah, I know. Which I really do. Yeah, so it's a really. I've I've known of it, and we had someone in um, work, so I'm sure he practiced um, historically who I worked with. Mm. I've never really known enough. Yeah, it'd be good so to look into a bit more, like through the reading. One. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, definitely, like you said, you know, with the upgrading, with the differences, you know, I guess different people definitely. coming in and influencing him, but also technically he was rejected by his mother twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was like. You know, listen to a podcast they were saying he'd spend time basically on the street with mates playing yes. guitar. Yeah, that's you know, it. That's how he learned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They said, like, in the early days, they didn't have instruments. They just hit the rhythm out on a table or a box or mm. wherever they were and they'd sing, mm. you know. And I think, you know, if you look at R&B, traditional gospel music in America, um, you know, that's where it started. And obviously, a lot of that then stems from Africa, you yeah. know, because it's through slavery, isn't it, where people are brought to certain parts of the world and the thing that they would do to, to unite togetherness, you know, was, was to sing songs together, mm. you know, and that's where a lot of that music, you know, we've talked about Johnny Cash in the past being very influenced by gospel music, yeah. you know. I think there's Sister Rosetta, Rosetta Sharp, or oh, Thorpe, isn't it? Sister Rosetta Thorpe, is it? She's credited as one of the first people to bring that mix R&B rock with the gospel tradition and a lot of people recite her as being sort of the godmother of, of, of that sound but that's you know for, for trench town and places like that mm. you know you're talking about people who had nothing you know like so you know I, I saw an article i think it was in time magazine you know a lot of the people a lot of people around at bob's time or a lot of people who've been hailed as big stars they didn't have to sit in a shack and have rain coming through the roof or go out and get fish mm. cook it by the the river and really have that living day to day yeah but how happy he always seemed to be yeah he accepted it as that was his way and he felt that he was he was there to spread the word of rastafarianism mm. to the world yeah and he did it through music yeah but then interestingly like how little he had how happy he was yeah how threatened the u.s yes. felt by i mean i guess you know they almost they saw it similar to cuba definitely <laughs> essentially 100 you know and it's really yeah, it's just well, crazy when you see footage from Cuba and then yeah. you see Jamaica. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's America trying to spread capitalism. So mm. when anyone rejects capitalism, especially at that time, they would turn on them. Yeah, C Cuba being one of them, ongoing to this day. Yeah, you know, as Jamaica, your parents saw. Yeah, as my parents yeah. saw this year, they went to Cuba. 
Um, and actually, as my auntie went to Jamaica this year, okay, so yeah. she went to Jamaica earlier this year and said how much she loved it there, loved the people, and just you know had an amazing time. But just going back to that, that leads to one of the big events in his life, which was the assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was at his home, Hope Road in Kingston, and many people were saying to him at the time that you've you know you're living with all the politicians are living, you're not the same person. He said, no, I'm bringing the downtown uptown. And he used to bring all the people from downtown, his friends and all that, up yeah. there to have parties. And they had uh, recording studios up there. And actually, uh, the night of December the 3rd, they were in the recording studio. You know, it was around half eight at night. But what had happened was he'd been approached um, to do the Smile Jamaica concert, um, which was sort of just to, you know, to just to, to bring a bit of happiness to the mm. people, maybe try and, um, you know, stop them fighting because you have two political parties, the PNP and the JLP. Uh, Michael Manley um, was in the PNP and Edward Cigar was in the JLP. When he'd agreed to do this concert, because he was, he was not political, uh, Bob Marley, he was very clear on that. I'm not part of any party. But some people saw that, that he was siding with Michael Manley. Because what Michael Manley did when he was when he was agreed when he agreed to do the concert was he pulled the election date forward to ten days after that concert because he wanted to be people yeah. riding the wave and sort of like, I've put this on for you. Um, whereas Bob was like, No, I'm down the middle. Mm. But I think interestingly, it's the links to the CIA, as you said, yeah. because they saw him as a threat. Now, if he was seen as siding with Manley, who was the socialist what they see as communist yeah. um, side, then they see him as a threat through his music. Because as we know, music's a big uniter. You mm-hmm. know, you can use it to spread your word. John Lennon did it, didn't he? And, and even Johnny Cash did it. We talked about that as well. Um, but there has been papers since that a JLP gunman, so that's the, um, the obviously the capitalist conservative yeah. party, was contracted by the CIA to organise the Mali shooting. Um he was in, injured luckily yeah. apparently turned to the side the bullet sort of went in his arm it was still in his arm after, afterwards his wife got shot his manager and another person a friend of his who Wasn't was there, there like over 50 bullets yeah seven something. gunmen went in yeah but I think I still find it interesting in a small space that they mm. all got away yeah so what was it more because that, that's where the links to the PNP party has been mm. the socialist party to say that they could have been involved because they almost either wanted to martyr him yeah or show that but look what the other people are doing yeah. to our, to our and people. And I guess us is it was it was in the kitchen. Seven gunmen and over fifty shots, and not one hit the target. Mm. I mean, surely they're better than stormtroopers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. 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 No, it is. It's it's wondering. But then, because he performed, didn't he? Two, two days, days later, then, and yeah. he actually referenced. He does the bullet. Yeah. So yeah. And, and that night, um, when he came on, it was late at night. Mm. He went on to do a ninety-minute. 90 minute concert late um, and as he's in the middle there's a footage of it as he's in the middle of it because he used to go into like a trance like state when he was doing okay. doing his music and I'll, I'll share the clip for people in, in the things called lightning strike hit and mm. they that's where the myth started to build about him being more okay. than a person yeah. yeah, like shamanic almost mm. um, it, it's really I got ears in the back of the neck now because you see it he's, he's in the middle of this trance state and all of a sudden the light goes and you just hear it straight away how's it go? Uh, <laughs> That's not true, but yeah. L- luckily, um, you know, no one, no one got killed. But that was the links to the CIA. But then that also led him. You, you opened up with, with the clash earlier. He ends up in London, mm. and he then goes on to record what Time Magazine in '99 called the album of the century, Exodus. Yeah. Um, and Exodus, I mean, it's a modern masterpiece. Like you know, and 
Um, I think the name for a start, Exodus, mm. you know, being away. And there's a lot of very political driven songs there. He faces up to what happened to him, but also writing things like, you know, One Love, Jamming, Three Little Birds in there as well. Um, it, it is just generally a, just a, a truly, truly amazing album. Um, but then the links to the UK and it's funny because we talked about Tina Turner last week to me sometimes yeah. when people are not accepted at that time a lot of them end up in in the UK in the UK because yeah. yeah. London don't get me wrong racism exists everywhere but it seemed to be more accepting at that time yeah. didn't it because of the punk movement and things like that London must have been a great my nan lived I was talking to her mm. recently they lived there from 62 to 68 yeah you know in the middle of the swing in 60s and she was talking about what a vibrant place it was um so he found a home here when he felt under threat from his his home homeland and went on to record some some amazing music you've talked about the work with the clash mm. he'd often play in, in in the big venues in London Mick Jagger McCartney they'd all be there watching him you know um but then two years later he's asked to come back to Jamaica because there's a lot of violence in the time he's away there's a bit of a civil war going okay. on um, and he's asked to come back in 1978 to do the One Love concert um, and he's apprehensive um, but in the end he, he agrees and it was split into two halves the first mm. half of the concert they wanted upcoming talent from Jamaica's reggae scene the second half they wanted um, more established acts Yeah. Peter Tosh Macintosh Tosh who was, was in the original Whalers apparently was on for over 60 minutes Edward Segarra and Michael Manley had taken their seats and he basically spent more than half it berating them so I'd like to see yeah. that yeah just for the awkward but by the time Bob Marley came on he basically made Michael Manley and Edward Segarra come up on stage as a famous mm. photo of him in the middle and he calls them up and he's making them hold hands together on the stage powerful yeah he, I think he's the only man who could have done that you know, at that, at that particular time. So um, that was actually arranged by the two people who um, who were in jail at the time who led the rival fraction gangs. Mm. So the ones who were sort of supporting each side of the political party, Claude Massep um, and Marshall, they, in prison, talked about doing a concert to bring peace. They brought it. Yeah. Didn't bring peace. Mm. They both got killed within two years after that concert. Um, and I mean, you know, you, you're talking about, I think, the following election year in 1980 would see 889 reported murders in Jamaica, um, which was over 500 more than the mm. previous year. So it, it was a bad time for Jamaica. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just goes to show the power of an individual. For that moment, Michael yeah. Manley and Edward Segarra probably would have thought about ending it all. Yeah. But unfortunately, it probably got out of their control. Yeah. Admit. So, um, and then obviously you've said about the links to football. Ultimately, a football injury led to him finding out about his illness. And did you read about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was was it a, he had um, a nail in his toe yeah. or something in his toe? But I also actually I one touch just with a bullet, an interesting yeah. thing, because um, he said, "Oh, can we get the bullet out?" And he was told that it's likely you lose use of your arm. That's right. If we took it out, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So and then that just so the nail essentially led it's. Because there was less research in different races and noticing cancer and different things. Yeah. Um, so it just wasn't picked up. Yeah. Essentially. Um, someone mixed race, dual heritage, you know, the, and the skin colour and just the changes just weren't picked up from yes. what, what was in his toe. So it led to, essentially after a while, I think, did he collapse during... 
I might be wrong. He was away. Well, basically, because yeah. some people tried to say no, that the football injury led to the cancer. It didn't. He already had the cancer. The football yeah. injury was a, sort of like a symptom of it that ended up finding out. Yeah. But he was away in Europe. Um, he wouldn't have an op because no. it's against his religion yeah. as well. Um, but obviously, like you said, again, it was still they didn't they couldn't really know. Enough. Enough, yeah, yeah, because he went to Germany, wasn't it? And it interestingly, yeah. the person who ran—I can't recall it—the person who ran the centre um, was under investigation as he was an ex-Nazi doctor. Right, that's interesting. So there's a lot of talk about fraud and stuff about the right. cancer centre in Germany that Marty went to. Wow, that's really Which, interesting. yeah, was a re- yeah. I was like, whoa, that is such a link I didn't expect to hear. He died, yeah. and like, unfortunately, he died really quickly, didn't he? He was, yeah. you know, it, like he was unwell, and he realised, and he wanted to die in Jamaica, but he yeah. died in, on his way back, didn't he? I think it's he Florida. died in Miami. He was a yeah, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was buried um, in in Jamaica. Yeah. He was given like the equivalent of a state funeral, wasn't he? Mm. When he was buried with his Les Gibson guitar, yeah, uh, football. And a bud of marijuana, yeah. I think. Like I saw, he was the thing that caught me was he was six stone. I know. That's... So I looked. That's thirty-eight kilograms. Wow! Like if, you, if people go to the gym, we'll just have a look. Just think, thirty. That's it's nothing. In a nice way, that's yeah. nothing. You know, you that's withered. tiny. That's that's a child. I'm kind of glad that none of the images from that survive. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then interest again with so with his body. You know, like you said, what he's buried with, but he's in a tomb above ground. And his mum said that until the world's in a better place, he won't be buried or displayed. Ah, okay. That's something, yeah, I've just noticed, yeah. So almost his mum's trying to, I mean, I don't know where she's around now, yeah. but hopefully the family, because his sons are very successful. Yes, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, But yeah. hopefully they're keeping that going and saying, Definitely. look, we're not in the right place yet. So yes. this is where he's going to stay. And, yeah. his wa- and, and I think his, his wife, even though they were married up until his death, but they, they both had... F- children elsewhere mm. i think he's cited as having 11 but they don't know the true number she yeah. had children with other people but but the, because they were married she has mm. a, a lot of control over what's happening since um since he's passed um and but like you said i think is you know the pictures that we've got of bob marley again an instantly recognizable face yeah probably one of the best smiles you'll ever see and i was watching some interviews him he's on like a, a canadian show mm. and this canadian woman you see he's trying to draw him in on raster rastafarian people being a threat and he's so chilled and he's yeah. just looking at her and every time he tries to answer she talks over him and he just waits for his time mm. and he just gives such great answers because basically she's attacking how they look yeah and and he's yes. like you know we've always been attacked it's nothing new to us but this is you know this is what we believe in mm. um, but interesting going back to start about his birth certificate birth and death you can't find his birth certificate which was apparently the same for that Emperor Hale Selassie which was the reason mm. some people held that sort of okay. biblical status yeah. to him if you can't no well it's because he wasn't born and he mm. can't die yeah you know that's what people people hold. now we know so if I lose my birth certificate you can't die <laughs> and you're technically a biblical figure yeah 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 which uh, but yeah like there's um, an interesting fact about the football major major passion of his life like you said um, and he said if, to a journalist, if you want to get to know me, you've got to play football against me and the Whalers. So he's often playing football yeah. with, with his band against yeah. other people. Marley's club of choice is a subject of some debate, but many suggesting he supported Tottenham Hotspur, which you'd latch on to that, wouldn't you? Um, but we do know he's a huge Pele fan. Okay. And I think as well, talking about like uh, fashion, people yeah. cultural impact, we've talked about politics, we've talked about race and, and things like that. 
But the images of me when he's doing kickups, he's a really good footballer. Is the old school Adidas that you see come back around now? Mm. You know, he'd always have like an Adidas T-shirt or a trackie on or something like that. And obviously, that impact of colourful clothing, which yeah. you often associate again with Jamaicans, when you bring in yeah. colour, bring in well, you know, that light. was his. He had favourite colours, and I believe it was green, green and red. But interestingly, also brown and beige. Ah, okay. Some of his favourite colours. So he's very colourful, but then he did have the other. Yeah. But I think there was just let's recite go through some stuff yeah. like legacy because I think just to understand the impact of this man. So in nineteen seventy six, Rolling Stone named him the their band of the year. Um and they say that uh that he so you only have to see him on stage, a dancing dervish, dreadlocks windmilling to realise that here is a rock and roll star, because he started to get called a rock and roll star so that link between reggae and rock because he had a knack of writing songs that really had hooks you know really memorable you know uh, choruses and bridges and things like that he won the united nations peace medal of the third world so he was awarded that in 1970 i'm glad he got that while he was alive mm. so again for his sort of um appeal his work appealing for justice and peace i mean the amount of times he went on stage he could have just got shot yeah, you know, but he faced it. You know, he faced it and he stood there because um, he believed in the message that he was uh, he was spreading. Um, Jamaica Order of Merit is the third highest honor um, for his outstanding contribution to culture, um, and he received an official funeral from the government of Jamaica when he died in May 1981 as well. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994 by Bono. That year, he was inducted alongside the Animals, the Grateful Dead, Elton John. John Lennon wow. and Rod Stewart. What a year. And John Lennon will be um, an upcoming pod. Yep. A lot of similarities between Bob Marley mm. and John Lennon. And John Lennon was a big fan of, of, um, of Bob Marley's work as well. Um, 1999, we've mentioned it, but Exodus was given Time Magazine's best album of the century, which is, you know, that's an incredible, yeah. incredible honour. Um, got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame 2001. Uh, he got a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2001. He didn't win a Grammy in his lifetime. No. Yeah, he, he got it posthumously. Posthumously. Yeah. yeah. Hamas. Sorry. I never know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> no. Number 11 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest <laughs> Artists of All Time. Now, they've said in there, what separates Bob Marley from so many other great songwriters? They don't know what it's like for rain to seep into their house. They wouldn't know what to do without their microwaves and stoves or to make a fire with wood and cook their fish next to the ocean. Marley came from the poverty and injustice in Jamaica and that manifested itself in his rebel sound. The people were his inspiration straight up like John Lennon. He brought the idea that through music, empowerment and words, you can really come up with world peace. So again, it's a big honour. Um, and uh, Bob Marley Boulevard in Brooklyn. It's got a street named after him. Grammy Hall of Fame for Catch a Fire, the album. Um, and you've got a Bo Los Angeles actually have a Bob Marley Day um, in August. I think they do in Canada as well. Do they? I think it's the 6th of February, something like that. Yeah. He had a Grammy tribute performance in 2013. So um, they did sort of like a melody of his music. Um, and, and, and that's just, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just picking some on on things out. But yeah. I think his legend album they brought out in 84 was his greatest hits. My people on here now. Put that on and tell me if you actually can skip a song. It's unbelievable, isn't it, the amount of hits. Mm. But closing thoughts for Bob? I, it's Yeah. I, I, it's always like, well, yeah, we've closing thoughts because I always say most of it and then it's after. But, oh, could have said that, could have said that. Um, I think just for people, we encourage you, just jump in the links, do, your, like, do bits of research into him, listen to him. But then also, if you're listening to him on Spotify, 
go with the art similar artist or let it go onto the radio yes. because you'll discover so many other people. It actually is going to be part of your challenge. Is it? Yeah. Spoiler, well, but yeah, no. And I know we, it was a big one for you to do, so I'll let you bring it out. Yeah, I think for me, um, just you know, match. It linked me back to my. I had a lot of memories. I had a big wave of emotion earlier listening to like Three Little Birds because I think. If that, that's a song that summarizes that everything will be all right. Mm. You know, I know sometimes you feel like you're facing difficult moments in life, but like anything, like feelings of joy, it's, it's usually has its time and its place. Okay, sometimes you need to go out and get structural help and help is available. Um, but just that outlook on life. I'm, I was sat in my uncle's flat in Lansbury Park with the posters of Bob Marley on the wall, mm. listening to Bob Marley on his massive Wharfdale speakers. And going back through his music this week has been a, like been a pleasure. You know, um, so I yeah, I just encourage people to read more. Go in the links. I hope you enjoyed it. Feedback is is always welcome, and share your Bob Marley stories. Guy, I'm listening to you because I know he named his daughter Marley. Mm. Bob Marley's a big, big figure yeah. in in his life. So we'd love to hear off people like yourself about your memories. Okay. Seagull Corner. Oh. I never know. I don't know. I'm like, oh, what sound should I do? I don't know what. A seagull? We had a really uh, interesting oh, article sent to us. We did have we? an interesting article. We'll do that in the next season. Yes. We'll do that in the next one. Because yes. this one, you, um, I think you went to a gig. If you haven't mentioned it, I think you got a t shirt. You're not wearing it. I know. I'm going to wear it tonight for the Glastonbury barbecue. Okay. Or I might keep it back for when they actually. Anyway. Yes, I went to watch The War on Drugs. So, big recommendation for me, um, if anyone hasn't. Funny, for me, it seems funny how many people haven't heard of them. I, I mean, I haven't until I looked um, yeah. they, they are one of those bands, if you know them, you love them. Mm. Um, so, I'm hoping to grow their community. They've been around for years. Um, so, you know, you've got a big gap, back catalogue to go through. And I would almost start at I Don't Live Here Anymore, which is the recent album, and go backwards. And, and just listen to the change in sounds. But anyway, big one for me to, to, to want to watch. I've wanted to watch for years. But I basically said, I said to you, didn't I? I was like, I only want to see them in a special venue. Yeah. And funnily enough, I was having a conversation with Sarah because she likes them as well, which, you know, again, is a rare treat for me that she's into the, mm -hmm. I play a lot of music to her. Um, and then like about a week later, she just saw that they were playing the Eden Project. Yeah. So we traveled down a couple of lovely nights in Cornwall, which is always a treat anyway. But the beautiful thing, the, so the Eden Project do Eden sessions every summer, and there's Incubus are playing there mm. tomorrow night. Jack Johnson's there tonight. They've had Lionel Richie, so they do have a mix of music. But when you buy a ticket for the concert, you get free entrance to the Eden Project on the day or the next day, which I think is nice because what we did is do it the next day. Yeah. So we went back up there so we could spread it out a little bit. But the the grounds are amazing. Now, you've been to the Eden Project, you? so yeah. it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's isn't lovely. It? Yeah. Um, but for a gig, special because the biomes there, which for anyone else look like big space stations, basically, mm -hmm. don't they? Where they recreate conditions of uh, the rainforest and things like that. But they light them up at night. So obviously, when this band, they're quite a dreamy rock band, the War on Drugs. Um, it was basically more than perfection for me because mm -hmm. I think I was, or I already wanted to see them so much. Um, so every when the lights were hitting and, and, the, and the, the songs I wanted to hear were kicking in, it was overwhelming at times. But no, I I just love it. I would encourage people. When we've talked about looking at the list for next yeah, year, just because it, it feels like such an immersive space. It is to go to and to you know I haven't been there obviously not for a concert but for well it was Valentine's meal. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's very different. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's definitely and it's interesting 
actually thinking back, obviously after you know, monkeys were great, but reflecting, I probably wouldn't go to Liberty Stadium no, again. Definitely, it's not. how much, how much thought do people put in into where you're going to watch bands? Yeah, I don't. You know, you think all oh, their local will go see them, but actually, would you rather see them in Cardiff Castle or would you rather see them at a stadium? No, and actually the immersive and that sort of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, Sarah mentioned that we were talking because we saw Noel Gallagher at Cardiff mm. Castle. Yeah. Um, and then this year, Noel Gallagher is playing Chepstow Castle, mm. and he's but he's also playing the CIA, Chepstow Castle. Yeah. You know because and I also think like a deed and project what they do brilliantly is is you you're. Your band, you can go in. You go down five o'clock if you want and have mm. a few drinks. They run shuttle buses from St. Austell. So if you stay near St. Austell and you want mm. a few drinks, you can. Or it's very easy to drive to yeah. from, from any part of Cornwall, really. And it's not a big venue. No. 1,500 well. people, I think, exactly. they had there that night, which, which is, is just amazing. Yeah. So if there's a band you really want to see, do some research, because sometimes mm. it's not openly advertised. And they do these little gems. Like, I saw the Foles, for example, at Cardiff Student Union. Yeah. When they were at their biggest, they were doing warm-up shows for the bigger shows. Mm. And it was just happened to stumble across it um, and that, it was small and it was yeah. loud like, yeah. but it was so good because it was like a much smaller crowd because if I'd seen them in say the CIA I would have been mm. stood at the back watching yeah. I don't like to go in the middle um, but the Eden Project like with a support act shout out to Beth Orton she was fab as well people were just sat on the banks mm. having a drink Nothing watching like the it, music yeah. and yeah. they obviously went more on drugs people were up, were up dancing but it, it just felt what I wanted it to be yeah. it was so I, I awesome. thoroughly read, look up the Eden Sessions. They have got an Instagram page. I'm not on Facebook or anything like that, but I'm sure they've got those pages on there as well. And just have a look for if there's any acts you really want to see, I'd recommend a weekend in Cornwall and doing that. Yeah. On our next voyage. Love you. Yeah, love you too. But can you say, on our next voyage? On our next voyage. Yeah, high five. Good boy. Thank you, um, child. But also, I just want to say, so we are Bramwen. Yes. And actually, we released it Thursday. Was it Thursday? That's or right. Wednesday we released it. Bramwen's birthday was 22nd. Was it? So, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, so, Bramwen. Uh, happy birthday, Bramwen. Nine. Terrifying. Uh, so, yeah. Can we get on our next voyage in Welsh? Yeah, I get that. Get them to do it. Yeah, I'm seeing them tomorrow, so I'll force them. We'll Make them do option. it. Yeah. I'll do it. You do it, yeah. <laughs> Grant can do it. Add it Key to are looking to you as well. Yeah. Actually, bands send some on our next voyage. Yeah, we'll come on. Involved. Come on. Yeah. Do enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> we want full credit, you know it? <laughs> Right. 10%. Or lots by the way. Yeah, come down the other direction. Yeah, challenges. I sort that now. Challenges. Um, most people listening know what they are. They're for us, for you. Be mindful. Yes. Take Just some time. Take, take some time. So, what have you got for me? I'd like you to, a bit like before when I asked you about Joe Pesci. Yeah. Give us some interesting facts about Rastafarianism. Because I think in the middle of the pod, then we were talking about, you were saying about how interesting it was. Yeah. Um, and okay. line up with some of your beliefs as well, mm-hmm. in terms of what you think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just t- tell the listeners next week or next bit time a bit more about that. Okay. Um, for you, so whilst I was driving, I don't know whether you've heard this person, but whilst I was driving here, I thought, I wonder if there's any links or, you know, any influences for Bob Marley for Michael Franti. Okay. So it's, back, like, it's Michael Franti and Spearhead. So I saw him years ago. And he does sort of, sim- you know, reggae, similar songs of, like, from the east to the west. 
Sweet Little Lies, and it's all about you know very political. I mean, it was at a Christian music festival. Okay, so, so I, I can't find out things about his faith. However, I I just looked in, and so he was involved with a band that actually did an album which deals with a range of issues, including the Gulf War, oil industry, homophobic violence, immigration, cultural background, adoption. So, and that band is called the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. So I, oh. I haven't listened to it, but I, um, they were chosen by U2 to open one of their tours. Okay. So this band, which involved Michael Framti, um, just listen to the album and just see what you think. I, I don't know what it's like, but it just has those themes which seem to fit in with, with a lot pod, of our recent pod, definitely. with the pod, you know, with the hip hop which we brought in before, you know, with everything. So that's interesting about like the link to you too, though, because obviously Bono inducting Bob Marley into the yeah, Hall of which, Fame. Yeah, I know. But also because they did the cover of One Love, you two, didn't they? As well, mm-hmm. didn't they do the? They did a cover, didn't they, of One Love? I'm sure they did. Um, and obviously we've had Johnny Cash before, and he did yeah. a cover of like Redemption song, didn't he, and stuff like that. So I'll have a. I'll have a peruse and see what I can find. Cool. Really pleased with that one. I hope people enjoyed it. It's probably been on the list from almost the word go. It's taken a while to get round to it, hasn't it? Um, So I hope we did it justice. Lots going on with people we love mm-hmm. as well. Um, so head to your, your Schlug socials, your pseudo yeah. cool socials, your key golf odds. Mojo uh, Dream, yeah. Pigeon Wigs as well have got a lot of stuff going on. They're leading yeah. up to releasing an EP as well, aren't Dirty they? Carrot Records. D- yeah, what uh, Gav did. Gav's popping up everywhere now. So. In a very professional looking video. At the I know it was, yeah. 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 But well done to, to Gav and obviously Joe Kelly's been working hard as well and I know he hasn't been on but we've spoke about it. Well, he has been on he actually. He has been on. He has now, been on. Yeah. 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 Small Miracles as well. We might be touching Aronson. Aronson. It's nearly time. Nearly time, Aronson. You nearly get your birthday present. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sit, I'm going to put time and I'm going to listen to And I'm going to sign it for you. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a unique final Rebel Fest will have yeah. been and gone by the time this comes we'll, we'll I've got to Portugal, so, to Portugal. Yeah. so look lots going on but until yeah. next time try from me try from him